How well do you know your friends? Today, we'll see how well we know each other. Hello, everyone. Welcome back again to Easier with a Friend, where we chit chat about all manners of topics between friends. I am Chi. And I am Elaine. And today, we thought it might be fun to do a Get to Know Us episode. <laughs> Better late than never, right? We really appreciate all of our listeners, many of whom are friends, but we are beginning to get more listeners who don't know us personally, and we figured we could have some fun with this topic. So jumping right into it, we have a list of fun questions, some of which we don't even know about each other. We skipped over the basic things like, what's your name, since we've definitely covered that stuff in past episodes. So Chi, I'm going to start off. Where did you grow up? Well, I was born in Saigon, Vietnam, and I spent the first eight years there, but I really grew up in Sugarland, Texas. <laughs> yeah, so Chi and I have kind of a similar background in that regard. I was born in California, but then I spent, I think when I was one until I was about four, living in Taiwan with my grandparents. And then I moved back to Houston. So really the rest of the time I grew up in Houston and Sugarland as well. Chi, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you choose? I have thought about this one a lot, my husband and I, <laughs> as far as where to go, will we retire, if we win the lottery, things like that, right? And so we got a chance a year and a half ago to decide where we wanted to move our family to. And we chose Denver, Colorado. And I would have to say, with us having won the lottery, it's a good place for us to be right now. <laughs> but if money wasn't a factor, I would say New Zealand. I've been there. It's got good Asian food and it's just beautiful. <laughs> what about you, Elaine? Well, if money weren't a factor, I think both my husband and I would choose Bora Bora. We went there for our honeymoon. It is literally the most beautiful place I've ever been to in the world. I took so many pictures of water every morning. <laughs> We walked out of our little bungalow and my husband would be like, do you still need more pictures of the water? And, I, and I'm like, hey, hey, all right. How many days am I going to be here? It's just, it's so pretty. Every day it's different. It's magical. However, I think if money weren't an issue, I would spend part of the time in Bora Bora, but part of the time in some giant metropolitan city somewhere, like any major city. I, it's like you said, like New Zealand has good Asian food, right? Bora Bora doesn't have much of anything <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. besides beauty. So I need to go somewhere where I can get good food and, and stuff like that. <laughs> so you would need to pick a city that has a good everyday life and then get a vacation home in Bora Bora. Yes. And we love Houston. My husband and I both love this city and being in it specifically. I love the variety of food here. Even if I won the lottery, I think I would keep this as my home base. And then I would probably travel a lot from here. I see that the theme here is we both love good food. So a lot of our <laughs> winning the lottery live anywhere plan revolve around where the good food is. I don't, I don't think that that surprises anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No one who knows us should be surprised by that. No. So question number two, how tall are you and how tall do you want to be? I am 5'2", and I always joke that if I could just get two more inches, my life would be so much easier. I mean, I would love to be like 5'7", five, 5'9", five, <laughs> if I really get to choose. But I'm just saying, if I just had two more inches, my life would be so much easier. America was not built for short people. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, how about you? Well, I think the common theme here is that everybody wants two more inches, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure the boys would agree, but... You know, 
I'm not going to go there <laughs> anyway. So yes, I'm five, six. And I think if I could magically grow, I've always wanted to be five, eight, but I'm, I'm happy with my height. I'm not upset with it, but I just think two more inches would be, would be lovely. <laughs> I know kind of the same way you do. I just feel like I could reach more things. Things would be easier, that kind of stuff. Cheat dogs or cats? Um, I would say dogs, but lately I've been feeling a lot more like I could, I could go with cats. They're a little bit more independent and I have two kids and I need things that are a little <laughs> bit less needy of me. And so I would have to say 60% dog, 40% cat. Now on the reverse side of that coin for a more fun question, unicorns or dragons? Okay. So I would have to say in terms of mythical creatures, <laughs> You can't beat a dragon, right? I mean, it's it's like, especially if you can train it and it would listen to you and, and you can ride it, a dragon. All right. Well, I'm torn on both. So dogs versus cats. I love them both, but I'm allergic to cats. So I've never had one. Well, when I was growing up too, my grandmother hated cats for some reason. So we never had one. Same as my mom. Yes. But I love dogs. Like, because there are no mythical creatures in this world, dogs are my jam, right? <laughs> <laughs> If I had my way, though, if I had a house with lots of land, it would be, I don't know, 40 dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and on the unicorn versus dragon, I struggle with that. I'm with you. Dragon just seems so cool. But unicorns are so pretty. But <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to I do lean dragon, I think, on that question. You want to go with percentage or you want to just leave it that way? No, I'm going to leave it like that. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so, Chi, what's something most people like that you don't understand? I'm going to offend a lot of people by saying this, but it has to be bacon. I have <laughs> never liked bacon. I don't like the taste of it. I don't like the smell of it. Like, I, I get it. People love bacon. People love it. My husband loves it. He never gets to eat it because I don't even like the smell of it in my house. <laughs> so it has to be bacon. What about you, Lane? I did know that about you. I had almost forgotten, but I, <laughs> I remembered, yes, when you, when you said it. So for me, this is also going to shock most people, raspberries. For some odd reason, and, and people who know me know I, I will eat anything, but I hate raspberries. I can eat them. It won't kill me, but I dislike them so much that when I go to restaurants, I tell the waiters that I'm allergic to raspberries, so they won't try to bring me anything with raspberry on it. I do the same with pineapple. I tell people I'm allergic to it. And even though my husband says, you're not allergic to it. I said, well, a strong dislike is a reaction. Okay. I have a reaction to it. And it's a call a strong dislike. But I didn't know that about raspberry. Wait, you must have hated my wedding cake then because we had chocolate raspberry. I, wasn't your wedding cake like two flavors? I chose to eat the one that didn't have the raspberry. Okay. Okay. I remember that. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? Oh my goodness. So this is a hard one, right? Because you have a 24 <laughs> hour period to be invisible. And I was thinking like, where could I go that I'm not allowed to go? Is there some top secret place? Maybe like area 51, some kind of top secret government building that I can sneak into while I'm invisible and learn all kinds of cool things. Or maybe I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, and then there's like criminal things you can do. Would you try to rob a bank? Would you, you, know, would you sneak into the vault and try to carry out a huge bag of money? Like what? I mean, like, I don't know. What about you? 
I feel I need to add a caveat here for the FBI, just <laughs> so they know that she would never do this <laughs> in a normal day. She's not secretly planning to rob a bank or anything like that. It's this is simply hypothetical. It's, it's hypothetical. One hundred percent. I actually, I don't know what I would do if I was invisible for a day. I think I would just, this sounds really boring, but I think I would just run around and observe people doing things that, you know, like in private where, I mean, that sounds really gross, right? Not, I don't mean like that, like not like them stripping or something, but, but what, what are people like out of the public eye, I guess? What do people do on their, when nobody is around? What do they say? I guess it would apply more to things like, work or something like that you know what do your co-workers say when you're not around like truly like, okay you just like need that. to come with me on my bank heist you don't seem to have a plan here so <laughs> <laughs> fine next question if you could meet anyone who would you meet living or not living okay um the only person i can think of would be someone like mother Teresa. Hmm. Uh, she is someone who doesn't necessarily live in uh, luxury but is able to do a lot of good for other people hmm. If I could meet anyone, it would definitely be Alexander Hamilton. And I just want to preface this by saying I loved him before it was popular to do so. All right. Before <laughs> Hamilton and the Broadway show and the book and all of that, he was always my favorite founding father. I always thought he got the short end of the stick. I would love to meet him. That man was so brilliant. I would pick his brain about his finance system. I, I would want to know what he thinks about present day America. There is so much that I want to know from him that if he was a living person today, I just, I would spend so much time interviewing him. <laughs> but anyway, so what are your life goals, Chi? Or what did you want to be when you grew up? I struggle with this a lot, even when I was in college and was supposed to be picking a major. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Honestly, I feel like I have a good career. I like what I'm doing, but I'm not one of those person who's like, oh, I am this job and that defines me. I feel like it's what I do, but it's not who I am per se. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I haven't found my true calling. I don't know. Life goal, I would have to say to provide for my family, for my two girls, to be there for them and to help them become good people. I know when you become a parent, you're very boring. So no, <laughs> there I, goes. Actually, <laughs> I actually think that is a really good one. I mean, I, and I agree with you on a lot of what you just said. I think when you're younger, you hear that question and it's a, it's a career, right? I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an astronaut. But when you get older, you realize that most careers even if you love it very much after you become that thing, it's, and it's the day in and day out, like the tedium of doing that, it kind of takes some of the shine away from it a little bit. Right. I think nowadays my, my life goal, my big life goal would be to, you know, just leave the world a better place than it was when I entered it or positively influence the world in some way, I guess you would, you would put it, but I think, that's a pretty boring answer too. <laughs> <laughs> so Chi, what is something about yourself that you hope will change, but probably never will? I struggle with being an introvert. I feel like this quarantine that we've had to go through because of the pandemic has made it much worse. I always joke with my husband and I'm one of the few people who have really enjoyed a shutdown. 
it's also made me much more antisocial in general. I've tried to work on that, but I just feel like it's one of those things where the older you get, the more like angry old person you become maybe. Mm. And so I'm afraid that that probably will never change, but I'm trying to fight it. So hopefully after quarantine is over and I have to go back out there to do play dates and girls nights or whatever else that I can at least not get any worse than I am now. (laughs) (laughs) For me, The one thing that I hope I would be able to change about myself is probably I wish I could be one of those people who was real fit, worked out all the time, was just really, really healthy. I just think I love food too much, love working out too little (laughs) to ever achieve that level. And it's okay. I've reached a point in my life where I realize this and it's okay. But it would still be like, you know, if I if I could be that person, that would be really cool. Okay. Okay, this next one, you want to see if you can answer a question about me and I'll answer it about you. Okay. What is something you are gifted at? Elaine, something that you are gifted at, I have realized, is that you are such a glass half full kind of person. It has never been a situation where you have not seen it to be to be <laughs> more positive than negative. Okay. And so it really is a gift. It, it's truly amazing because you, she would be able to see a train wreck and be like, Oh yeah, that's not too bad. You know, like <laughs> I don't get it. I just honestly do not get it. And then when she talks to me, I'm like, oh, you're right. It is not all bad, right? It's okay. We could, you know. So yeah, I think that is truly your gift. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was actually going to say something kind of similar about you. Not that the glass half full thing. So something that she is really gifted at, I feel, is always seeing the good in people. I mean, not blindly, but it's not exactly the same thing as she's talking about me, like eternal optimism about all situations. But she is very good at, I guess you would call it being kind. She's good at seeing the other side of the coin and saying, well, hey, maybe I don't understand their situation. Maybe... We don't know what they're going through. Maybe we should give them a little grace. And I think that's a amazing quality to have, honestly. She's very empathetic. Uh, she's very, very kind to people. And it's not just for show because I think a lot of people, especially these days with social media, they're kind for show. And she is not that person. So. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a question. Do you remember your first email address and was it embarrassing? I can't remember my very first one, but I have one that I still use that is super old. And it's not that embarrassing. It's be chilling. Oh, that's right. Right. Um, I still, I still use it for like random if I had to subscribe to a particular whatever to get a coupon, that's what I'll use. You know? I just want to explain that this email address that she's referring to is not actually like be chillin, like spelled, you know, B-E chillin. So she literally took the initials in her name, moved them around and achieved this email address. It's very creative, but, right? Yes. But for it, it, like, it's not exactly spelled be chillin, but you'd read it and that's kind of, the, the word you'd think in your head, right? So my first email address, I remember it and you'll remember it too. It was Bubbles L. And I think this 
weirdly ties back to that question of, or about what I'm good at. And you said, you know, it's, it's optimism. I just thought it sounded like such a happy, fun, like bubbles. So positive. Why wouldn't you love bubbles? (laughs) And the L was for my last name, you know, my initial L. So yeah, was it embarrassing? And now it is. (laughs) Back then I thought it was the jam. I still like it. I still remember that email, by the way. But yes, I still like it. I think it's very you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it actually is. How is the thing you've done to help someone else? Um, I guess it would have to be when I was 16. I went and almost in a rebellious way, as best as I could in my family, went and got a job. Mm. And I only worked maybe like not even a month, maybe a month before my dad basically said, no, you have to quit because he wanted me to focus on school. But after I got my first paycheck, I used it to sponsor an orphan in Vietnam. So that's what I did with my very first paycheck that I ever earned working. Now, I, I actually remember that. I remember you us talking about it in high school. And I remember it being very inspirational, actually. And again, I feel like it ties back into what I said that you do really well, you know, uh, I, as a 16 year old sponsoring an orphan in another country was definitely not top of my mind. And I also was like, I'm a shit human being, but you know. (laughs) I feel like in terms of being a good human being, I've peaked there and I'm trying to just get back up there. I don't know. I'm with you on that. Ironically, that was the thing I was going to say that I've been doing recently is we are also sponsoring a child. See, I peaked too soon, but you're peaking right now. So... (laughs) Well, so I made a resolution last year. Every single house that I closed on, so I work in real estate sales, that I would make a donation to a charity. And I really liked it. I was able to help a lot of different charities over the year. And it held you accountable to a certain schedule that I wanted to give back. And so I sponsoring um, a young girl in Thailand, basically sponsoring her education. Awesome. That's awesome. So Chi, have you ever failed at anything? And what did you learn? I think I fail every day. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's part of being an adult, man. It's just, um, I would have to say when I first applied to graduate school, I didn't get in and it was a big failure. You know what I mean? It was, it was hard. It was hard to get that rejection. But the one thing that I really learned from that, the biggest lesson that I still hold to today and teach my kids, it's to never give up because really it took that rejection for me to be determined that I was going to get in. I, I learned to never give up. Good. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, so I think my failure, biggest one that stands out to me is the flower shop. To our listeners who don't know, uh, about seven years ago, I think I bought a flower shop. And I owned it for two years, just about, and it was a big old failure. (laughs) Not as in I necessarily lost a shit ton of money or anything. I did lose some money on it, but mostly it was just, it didn't make any money. After doing it for two years, I decided, look, I need to face reality and sell this. And I did, I sold it, but I learned so much from owning my own business. First of all, what not to do. I think also how much work you really need to put in. I've learned so much from that experience. Yeah, yeah. Now, Chi, if you could do only one last thing, what would it be? I would have to say travel the world with my family. I don't know if that counts as one last thing because that seems like (laughs) a long process. 
But <laughs> COVID has kind of put a damper on our plan to travel. My girls are a little bit older now, and we've been waiting for them to be a little bit older so that we can save up and do a little bit of traveling with them. Mm-hmm. We love traveling, and if I found out I only had, let's say, a month left, I, that's what I would do: is to travel the world with them and create memories. I think you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love to travel. Like you said, we have not gotten to do very much of that during COVID. If God was like, you're going to die in six months, what are you going to do? That would be the thing. I would just travel and see the world and do all of that stuff. Now, would you rather have a live-in massage therapist or a live-in chef? So this one's interesting because in the beginning of this episode, we were talking about how much we love food, right? And so obviously Mm. this is a, a debate. After weighing it out, I would have to say a live-in massage therapist, just because when I was pregnant, I was just in so much discomfort. Wasn't full-on pain, but it was just a lot of uncomfortableness. And I got to book an appointment with a massage therapist, just like I think once a month while I was pregnant. And oh my God, that man, I still dream about him. I tell you, my husband jokes (laughs) about him that I'm I'm in love with my um, massage therapist because I figured at this point I can kind of cook most things or live somewhere where I can find food pretty easily, but finding a good massage therapist. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Amazing. That's funny because our answers have correlated for so many of these questions, but I have the exact opposite answer there. Live in chef for sure, because While I love massages, I don't need one every day, but I need to eat three meals a day or (laughs) at at least two good ones or so. Massages, I feel like is also something like as a couple, you can kind of do for each other a little bit. You're not as good as a massage therapist, but you know, sufficient versus my God, the chef thing is like a necessity every day. (laughs) I'm just going to add that you have not experienced Zach. Okay. I'm going to send you to him and then you're going to come back and say, I changed my mind. Okay, we'll we'll do an experiment like follow up episode where I I go try Zach out and and come back and report or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. Once again, that's a wrap for easier with a friend. A big thank you to all of you, our listeners for listening in. Just a reminder, if you've had fun with us today, take a little time to reach out to a friend and catch up. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at easier with a friend on our Facebook page, Easier with a Friend, or email us at easierwithafriend at gmail.com.